The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings for you, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, this is my son, the beloved, listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they'd seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. I do not often have the urge to go climb mountains. It's just not my favorite activity. It's hard and difficult, but I've done enough of it to know that it's also rewarding. And by enough of it, I mean very casual hikes up well manicured paths. If you've ever climbed a mountain or gone on a significant hike, you know that the journey becomes more and more rewarding even as it becomes more and more difficult. The views get better and better the higher you go. And the closer you get to the peak, to the summit, the closer you feel to that reward of satisfaction. One does not need to climb a mountain and see Jesus to feel the satisfaction of what it is to accomplish an arduous task. But not only do these disciples have that benefit and satisfaction of completing a hard journey, they also get to witness the glory of Christ. We are on the precipice of Lent, the changing of seasons the, and the end of the season of Epiphany. This particular gospel bookends the season which began with the baptism. Well, it began with the Magi and their journey to the baby Jesus. But the Sunday after we heard that story, we also heard the story of the baptism of Jesus, where the heavens break open and we hear the voice of God tell us about Jesus's nature. In this season of wonder and light, we conclude with this magnificent moment Jesus and the disciples and the glory of God fully revealed. I can begin to imagine what that moment must have been like for the disciples. A moment of encountering God in God's full nature, of knowing with unprecedented certainty about God's presence in the world, it's literally the Feast of the Transfiguration. 
transformative moments stick with us. They embed themselves within us. They implant the, themselves in our memories. And whether they are on mountaintops, whether they are in worship services, in hospital rooms, on street corners, I would wager a bet that all of us have had some encounter with God that resembles the disciples' experience. Mountaintop moments, be them literal or figurative, feed the soul. They draw us back again and again to our houses of worship, to our scriptures, to being in relationship with God. They are elusive and tricky, hard to replicate, and they sneak up on us in unexpected ways. I have had mountaintop experiences on literal mountaintops, hiking with a youth group on a mission trip. I've had mountaintop experiences on the streets of San Francisco, handing out signs of God's love through ashes to the homeless and the hungry. I've had mountaintop experiences in diocesan convention centers in the midst of mundane meetings. I've had mountaintop experiences in worship with you all. They are holy and life-giving. They fill up the spirit and the soul that well within us that seeks out God and spiritual nourishment. But here's the thing. The disciples and Jesus have to come down the mountain, literally and metaphorically. We don't get to stay on the mountaintop forever. I think this is a danger of Christianity and of some versions of being church that continually try to make all worship and all experiences within religious community a mountaintop experience. And they do it in a somewhat artificial way. If the worship is peppy enough, if the music is loud enough, if the crowd is big enough, if the preacher is charismatic enough, it feels as though you can manufacture that experience of the disciples encountering Christ. But we can't live on mountaintops. We can't be Christian standing on top of the mountain, always soaking in that transformative experience. And we certainly can't be fed by manufactured or shadow versions of that experience. And we don't spend a lot of time learning what to do when we come down the mountain. In the world of uh, recovery of AA and the 12 steps, the mountaintop experience might be akin to something called the pink cloud. It's that euphoric experience of early sobriety 
We might think of it of that transformative experience of encountering God, or maybe it's getting that new job or uh, that new relationship. It's that honeymoon period, which is good and holy and life-giving, and it will not last forever. And we should spend more time thinking about how we will live on the other side of that moment in the day to day, in the week to week. We have this extraordinary encounter of Christ this Sunday that leads us in to this valley season of Lent. And we have to come down the mountain. This last year has been a year of coming down the mountain. All the things we're used to doing to reconnect with our mountaintop experiences of being in worship together, of seeing one another and passing the peace have been stripped away. But we still gather because the glory of Christ as we know it on the mountaintop is still true in the valleys and on the pathway down. It is in the mundane day-to-day that we struggle and work to continue to be Christian, to continue to know the glory of of God even when things might feel dim or mundane or ordinary. That to be Christian is not always going to be dazzling moments, but the day in and day out practices of faith and prayer and hard work. If we live believing that every moment should be extraordinary, we will be disappointed. But if we can live believing that Christ's glory is true in the most ordinary of moments, and if we use those mountaintop moments to nourish and feed us, even when things do not feel dazzling or sparkly or bright, Our faith can take us deeper, sustain us longer, and have a fuller life as Christians and followers of Christ. The disciples and Jesus go down the mountain towards the cross. Being a person of faith is not always pretty but it is worth it, even when it feels hard. Coming down the mountaintop is just as important as climbing it. It is just as important as the experience of the summit. And perhaps it is harder to go down than it is to climb up. But that hard work is a vital part of our faith. And my greatest joy is that we do not have to come down the mountain alone. Because that, that companionship in faith is an act of sustaining us, of being together 
in the ordinary. I know there are mountaintop experiences waiting for us. I even believe mountaintop experiences are possible on Zoom because I've had them. They feel different. But in between those moments, when I'm coming down the mountain or when I'm in the valley, where it feels hard and when it feels unlike that which normally feeds me, I know that is part of this journey and is part of how we are Christians and is equally important to each of the other moments that I associate with encounters of Christ. It is how we live in, in day in and day out. In this season, as we enter the Valley of Lent, I encourage you to think and reflect on where those mountaintops have been for you to visualize them in your mind, where God has shown brightly and brilliantly and clearly. To bring that experience with you when you show up in the mundane and the ordinary. And to know that we will encounter the mountaintop again in the most unexpected places and we will come down the mountain together. Amen.